podcast where once a week we argue that old chestnut, which is better, X or Y. Also, a chestnut appreciation podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, the Ryan Seacrest of this podcast. I'm your co-host, Jordan, the Dick Clark's ghost of this podcast. And I'm Kevin. I'm also a host and the Dick Clark cyborg that they're going to put Dick Clark's ghost into a la Ghost in the Shell of this podcast. That is the plot of Ghost in the Shell, right. isn't it? <laughs> they're like, oh, shoot. We got to bring this guy back because we can't have New Year's without him. And, uh, yeah. oh, by the way. If anybody was watching Ryan Seacrest's New Year's Rockin' Eve or whatever, when they showed the New Year's from around the world, how come every single country's New Year's celebration looked cooler than ours? Like, fireworks going off, like, things blowing up. It's like, oh, here we are. We've got a ball that drops and some New York City police officers on horseback. Pretty cool, huh? I was unable to, um see the new year's rock and eve at the party i went to because one of the drunken party guests broke the tv moments before. oh no <laughs> oh wow that's awesome oh gosh yeah. was it a nice tv or was it crappy it was a pretty nice tv yeah my friend who was hosting the party was not happy yikes uh, hey. kevin did you go to the new year's rock and eve no. in new york city no because i'm not an idiot uh, because they, like, people were waiting in line 48 hours in advance to get into that. Wow. Um, Did you at least use it as an excuse to throw all your shredded paper out the window? Like, um, all your personal documents? Well, I, Neil Armstrong was, was uh, in a, in a bubble top limousine going down the street, so I figured it was appropriate, so I, I did throw him a small ticker tape parade. Um... But, uh, no, what did I, what did we do? Um, we played a 50-turn Mario Party game. Oh, was it Drinkio Party? Uh, well, we were drinking. Uh, oh, that explains why you don't remember. What's that? Kevin, how many stars did you steal? Uh, see, here's the thing. We have a no star stealing rule because it ruins friendships. Well, yeah, that's the whole, isn't that the whole point of Mario Party to ruin friendships? <laughs> it's like you just play it with it people that you don't right care on the back to of the box. You'll Ca- hate everyone. Caution, ruins life. It also would ruin the palm of your hands. If you, like, did the spinny thing too fast. I remember they issued, like, gloves for people who got <laughs> carpal tunnel from it. Uh, what, dude, it wasn't carpal tunnel. You'd get blisters yeah, on there. Oh, yeah. You just didn't have hands anymore. Mario blisters. Jordan, how was your New Year's? You went to Philadelphia, right? Yeah, I met Ooh. up with some uh, loyal MVP listeners. Uh, Matt Barnett. <laughs> Never met was... him before. Yeah. Uh, Matt Barnett was in town from London, and uh, our... our favorite panda holly stansbury was there so uh it was it was good times very cool now did did anyone make any resolutions for the new year um we resolved to kick off the new year right and thereby we turned on muppet treasure island and then watched it as soon (laughs) as as soon as like uh, we we literally watched like ninety seconds of New Year's Rocking Eve, uh, <laughs> the ninety seconds preceding uh, the actual ball dropping nonsense, and uh, you know we just like down the champagne. We were like, uh, let's put on a movie, and then someone was like, we have Muppet Treasure Island, and then there was no further discussion. I I love the New Year scene in Muppet Treasure Island. It's way better than the It's a Wonderful Life New Year scene. Yeah, when they lower dead Tom from the top of the the mainsail. <laughs> the Mizzen Mast. Glorious. Uh, 
Kevin, any resolutions? I had well, I had one. Yeah, go it for was, it. Um, uh, get into sports. 20, 2013 is the year for sports. Any so any not, specific ones like highlight uh, or what do you? I'm still taking um taking suggestions. Uh, you can tweet at cool guy crumrine. Let me know what <laughs> sport I should get into this year. Does monster truck derby does that count as a sport? I think it would. I don't okay. know. Like, do they stream derbies though? Because I can't afford to go like on the the tour circuit. No, you know what I love? I love uh, I love concert DVDs of monster truck shows. Those are yeah. My favorite. I'll just buy a bunch of those. Yeah, hey, they're if, really if, good. If we get an army of uh, Twitterers to tell you to start watching golf, will you do it? I will watch golf. I I will I will report back. <laughs> in 2014 with sports knowledge <laughs> just report back just not football because i played that and it was the worst I'll report back that he is now an 80 year old man just from watching golf it aged him like like being the president he aged 40 years in one in one month yeah and kevin what was your resume uh my new year's resolution is to say here's the thing uh 60 more on this podcast well, here's the thing, so, though, Kevin. Here's it. <laughs> I went back and listened to a couple episodes, and that's like that is segue of choice for everything that we say. Here's the thing. Point. Here's the thing. Joke that was already made twenty minutes ago. Here's the thing. Giant tangent that derails an argument. See, we we've got to. There's so many things on this show. We've got to make sure that people know exactly where they are. And it's, um, well, and we're we're keeping it general enough too. It's not like oh, here's the here's the draft that I bought you. It's just here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. This is a versus and would you rather podcast where we take questions submitted by you, the listener, and hash them out here on the show. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Our first question actually comes to us from Twitter from Ooh. fan of the show Joanna Rutter. I- I should have known that because I was supposed to be monitoring the Twitter. My bad. I I still get notifications whenever there's a thingy thing. Anyway, uh, she wants to know, who would win in a joust? A narwhal or a unicorn? Assume the battle is on a beach for full fairness. Go. So I'm guessing. (laughs) This is basically. I'm guessing it's like a unicorn running through the surf. And like a narwhal heading heading at it. Oh, I just and thought I, this I'm was going to be. I'm pretty sure intention is to kill. I thought this was just going to be full on like World War One, like because neither of them can really get the advantage in the other's turf, so they just dig a giant trench and sit there for four months and then die of malaria. So... Well, no, they dig a trench, so it's a very narrow passage, and then they <laughs> fill it up with water. So that there's just like just enough width for the narwhal and the unicorn to go straight at each other. I gotcha. So it's a, it's an equal opportunity playing field. Point for unicorn. Their horns are made of magic, and I don't think can you. I don't think you can break magic. Like it can't be, it can't be broken. Point off. point against unicorns. The only unicorn horns uh, that we have in existence are basically narwhal horns that people said were unicorn horns. <laughs> So, narwhals definitely have reality on their side. Yeah, I mean. So you think this was like a situation where, like, there was a there was an arms dealer who was like, he took all the narwhals' horns and he went to the unicorns like, look guys, I got some pretty dope stuff. 
that's going to even the playing field. And... Well, no, he went to horses, and they were like, hey, I see you're jealous of those narwhals and their snaggletooths. Uh, you want you want one of them snaggly tooths like right on your head there? We'll, we'll super glue that right on there. Also, I got some stars to toss right on your belly, so you can be like them sneeches in case you're interested. I was well, just they are on the beaches, joke. so. <laughs> uh, um, well, that's I mean, yeah, narwhals are real. So I think, but I think point for unicorns, they have more to prove that because it's like, oh, I got to prove that I exist and that yeah. I'm real. So here it That's is. True. This is their big debut. I'm going to prove it by plunging my horn straight into your heart and s- strewing your blood all over this beach. See, advantage, advantage narwhal though, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be in the water. It's going to be about like, let's say shin level. Of the unicorn, so it's going to be able to like jump out of the water and get into that soft underbelly and actually get the heart. Mm-hmm. Whereas unicorn, one narwhal horns are longer, so it's going to have to avoid that, and then it's going to have to like bend its head down, and even then it's probably just going to you know it's going to have to go for a brain shot because you're not going to be able to get to the the, the underbelly. I'm guessing it's going to have to bend unless the narwhal the like horribly misjudges its jump and like jumps over the unicorn. Um, is it, wait, is a narwhal a mammal? I think it's in the yes, whale family. it's a yeah. type of whale. Okay, so, so we're, we're both working off of mammals here. Yeah. Um, but unicorns can make rainbows at will. Ooh, that's I un- true. I understand. And if Mario... So are you talking like a beam type scenario well no i was thinking you know a la mario kart talking about rainbow road here and so it's just gonna have a whole network of of roads that it can you know run around on you know perform flanking maneuvers oh yeah deal you know like when we put in the highway system in america for tanks exactly like that advantage narwhal though it can it can shoot water out of its blowhole so (laughs) That's that's pretty cool. I, uh, I'm guessing if it tried to angle to shoot the water into the unicorn's eyes, though, its horn would probably get stuck in the sand, which ooh, is a disadvantage. A You're gonna have to keep an eye out for you know little little bumps and things that might get stuck in. He might get beached, and then ooh. it's just kind of then the unicorn's probably gonna come over and kick it a few times just ooh. add insult to injury. But if you get beached, you are going to have an army of environmentalists there to help you out. Oh, so yeah. So you just got yourself a posse like Andre the Giant. And if uh, you're not beached and you need help, you can always call on Aquaman. So That's true. Oh, shoot. Is there any sort of... Who's the, who's the superhero <laughs> for horses? Um, Horse girl. <laughs> Apache chief? No, Apache Chief would just crush the horses, unless there was one that could grow in size with him. <laughs> kind of like a Babe the Blue Ox type scenario. Yeah, what a babe. Um, I don't, I don't know. Is I don't know if there's like, uh, there's got to be some female superhero that like comic book writers back in the golden age were like, we gotta tap into the female market. What do they like? Unicorns? All right, here you go. It's a here's a unicorn that can bake stuff super fast. Yeah, that that hero is uh, Lisa Frank. 
Is that uh, is that Anne Frank's so many, sister? Uh, yeah. Except all she instead of dedicating her life to like learning to speak and write an autobiography, et cetera, et cetera, uh, she devoted her life to making trapper keepers with and stickers and and universes and unicorns on them. Oh, good point. Um. Oh wait, no, that's. That's a watch. yeah, awful point. Sorry, yeah, Kevin. terrible point. That no, was... I was gonna say because they always have those folders with whales in space, but they also have unicorns in space. So yeah, like both of them are gonna be able to go. You know, I feel like the unicorns atmosphere. have more real estate in space. Than uh, narwhals. Advantage, uh, narwhals being related to whales means that they are a hypersentient uh, super alien race, according to Star Trek Four. Uh, that. Uh, <laughs> You know, they will come back and destroy the Earth if their species is actually killed out. So if the unicorn does win this battle, the whales will still win the war. Hmm, good point. Um, point for unicorns, I think Data was actually a unicorn from the next generation. He just, he was a shapeshifter android. Oh, that's how he magically won all of our hearts. <laughs> right, without emotions. <laughs> He was the best. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, disadvantaged unicorns. Chances are this is a My Little Pony unicorn. So it's it's gonna have like if it if it lose if it wins it's gonna have a whole bunch of like uh teenage men being like I told you it was actually good. <laughs> or if it loses, then you're going to have, you know, a bunch of bronies who are like going on a killing spree and taking out all the whales. Ooh. Japan's just going to be like, hey, come on over here. We we love whaling. And then the <laughs> whale wars guy is going to come on and he's just insufferable. Uh, he's the best. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Gotta save the world. Um, who's going to do better in an Arctic type situation narwhal of course they're you naturally think because they have yeah. that blubber yeah oh that's a good point unicorns magic can only take you so far <laughs> all right we need to take a vote on this uh jordan which way are you leaning uh i'm gonna go with narwhal reasoning none uh i don't <laughs> i don't like unicorns <laughs> Uh, so that's, that's, that's good a enough. perfectly good reason. <laughs> is this, is this a Dave Matthews type scenario type syndrome where you don't like, you don't like unicorns cause you don't like the people who like unicorns? Yeah. I don't like the way that they march along like ants and everyone's favorite lyrics in song. Break was uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Dave Matthews did not do that song. He did. He did a cover of it. <laughs> oh, did he? That yeah. means it's his now. Yeah. Uh, he owns Kevin, it. which vote are you taking? Uh, I'm going to go with Narwhal because it's going to lure the unicorn in by uh, w pretending to act like it wants it to find its dad, to help find its dad, and then uh, it's going to kill it. I believe say, you're thinking of a, a beluga, a baby beluga. Uh, bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. Oh, Mr. Narwhal. 
I forgot all about that. That's he is right. pretty magical. Uh, yeah. So I guess narwhals have magic. Um, and I'm also going to go with narwhal just because it's it, – one, they're a lot cooler. Two, they're real. Three, it's it's going to be in its element. It's going to be in the water. It's going to be able to out, out match, <laughs> outflank, outwater. outspeed, outwater that unicorn. So thank you so much for your question, Joanna. And next time you have to choose between put your money on a narwhal or unicorn, go ahead with that narwhal because they, they totally exist. Our next question actually came to us in the mail from matt barnett it took forever to get here it was sent to us from london and i'm holding this up now so that kevin and jordan can see but he sent us a delightful card (laughs) that has like a woman in like a western bell costume like with a frilly umbrella (laughs) next to a black stallion rocking horse but the best part is there is a tiny tiny owl in the bottom corner wearing a mariachi costume it looks like a chupacabra it does not look like an owl it is pretty terrifying that is awful i would take a picture of it and put online but he wrote us a note wherein he dotted every single eye with a heart So I am going to go ahead and read this now. Could you read every I as I heart? Uh, I could not because that would take forever. Uh, Dear Tyler, Jordan, and Kevin, I saw this card in the charity shop I work in on Fridays and instantly knew that I needed to send it to you. The beautiful picture I saw in the front simply shone forth in such a light that I knew only men of refined and good taste such as yourselves could appreciate it. In many ways, I see it as a reflection of the three of you. Grace, beauty, a scholarly owl standing behind a wooden rocking horse. These, among many others, are the qualities that spring to mind at the mention of Ninjas vs. Podcast. Which leads into my question. Would you rather be kissed on Christmas Day under mistletoe or in Times Square on New Year's Eve at midnight? By a girl, not me, because that would be awkward. <laughs> Love, Matt Barnett. So, uh, Christmas for... kisses or New Year's kisses? Go. Here's the problem. I, I'm i not going to answer this question because the postage for that postcard that he sent us was paid for by the Stamp Act. And I'm a patriot, so I don't support that. He supports the Patriot Act. That's right. Like every On... good patriot. On the envelope, it does have a little airmail sticker, Par Evian, Royal Mail. But uh, does I... it say uh, "Death to George Washington and all his ilk"? Yeah, it does. That's right where the return address would be. Yeah. <laughs> if um, lost, please send to all those dirty patriots who stood up for what they believed. Here's here's the problem. With mistletoe kisses. Chances mistletoe are... kisses. <laughs> the bedtime prayers. <laughs> Chances are the person, like, the person is trapped. Like, they probably... There is a good chance that they don't actually want to kiss you. But it's just like, oh, 
mistletoe. I I'm I am bound by Christmas tradition to do this thing. Are you saying this is like a cask of the Matiago situation where you've walled them in under mistletoe and said, "Hey, guess what? You're gonna be there until you die unless you kiss me." <laughs> yes, exactly. And That's Admiral exactly Akbar is standing nearby to say, trap." <laughs> I feel like mistletoe only exists for, like, pining lovers to try and trick people into, like, giving them a kiss. And to be like, hey, this is a situation where I can live out my fantasy of kissing you and you're obligated to throw me a bone here. It's also poisonous if you ingest it, so I don't know so what you gotta kind of message careful. that is sending. you gotta be careful. You gotta make sure it's tacked up there well, because if it yeah, falls... You don't want to actually kiss your the tongues. mistletoe. That's not, that's not what you do. Hey, baby, after you kiss me, you're going to need to get your stomach pumped. Merry Christmas. Um, but I, I feel like New Year's is the same situation. Like, because people know what you're up to. When you when it's like 1145 at night and you roll up to a lady and start to talk to her. You are like, you are sidling up to the most attractive woman. Yeah, in it's like she knows what's going down. All right. And. I feel like there's just as much New Year's compulsion as there is Christmas compulsion. Yeah. It's it's not leaf. It's no, it's not in the form of a leaf. It's in the form of Dick Clark looking down on you and saying, "If you don't kiss that girl or if you don't kiss that guy, you're spitting on my grave." So or do it. Or more more accurately, his um his metal chases. <laughs> his... <laughs> and he is going to vaporize you if you don't get smooth in. Is that pronounced chassis? Yeah, it is pronounced chassis. He's oh, shut he's up, an English here. lit major. Let's <laughs> let's forgive him. Um, but on New Year's one, there's a chance that you're going to be getting multiple kisses, because you know it's just like free for all. <laughs> um, and then it, I don't know if this is an advantage or a disadvantage, but chances are on New Year's. It, it could be a stranger. Like, it could just be like, oh, hey, this is nice, and now, like, you know, we're not actually going to have a relationship or anything. It was just some fun kissing time. Or, but also, it could be a stranger, so you don't know what kind of what kind of germs they're bringing with them to the, to the new year. You don't know what they're going to be helping you start uh, 2013 off with. Mono. Well, I think, but I think that can give you, uh, that's a plus for New Year's kisses is it can give you a really concrete New Year's resolution. Like, you kiss that girl and you're like, my New Year's resolution is never to kiss you again. See you later. Um, how about, how about this? Uh, for mistletoe, what if, if maybe you are the particular kind of guy who has a thing for moms, you dress oh. up you dress up in a Santa suit and then you constantly are just playing the song I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Uh, that's that is absolutely terrible. Although it brings up a good point, like chances are unless you're like, you know, out on your own city living it mo- most people our age range are still spending christmas with their families so chances are on christmas eve you're going to be around the fam so you're kissing your kissing pickings are slim to none it's probably just going to be some aunt who's like oh look we're under the mistletoe 
Let me give you a nice big kiss right on your forehead. Yeah, but without that, you'll never know what it's going to be like to kiss your aunt. You're going to live with that haunting you. Like, oh, what if, why didn't I take (laughs) advantage of that? Now I'll never know. Now I'll never be a real man. Uh, Aunt Bernice. (laughs) There could have been something. Um, Also, uh, I feel like New Year's kisses are going to be a lot cheaper because to do to do mistletoe kisses right, you're just going to have to hang mistletoe everywhere to cover all your bases and say, well, maybe they're going to be in the, you know, uh, in the den or in the rumpus room. So to really cover (laughs) all your bases, you're going to have to put up a lot of mistletoe and that's going to run you a lot of money. Yeah. Well, now, Kevin, you have to strategically locate it in high population traffic routes like the over the front door entranceway. So anyone who comes and goes, you can snag them right then. Okay. Um, You could put it over. Let's say you got got, the bathroom. Yeah. One in the one in front of the bathroom. Brilliant idea. How about about one? One in front of the fridge in the kitchen that has all the beers. in (laughs) A little social engineering. Um, I like the bathroom the best because they're they're very in in such a hurry that they're like, look, let's just get this over with because I do not have time. If we yeah, li- it's it's the changing of the guard. Whoever is like waiting to go in next gets a smooch from whoever went in before. Ooh, that's so true. So you just like you know if Sally went into the bathroom, you're like, oh, I'm just gonna wait because she's there's unless she climbs out through the window although isn't that the worst time to kiss somebody right after they've left the bathroom to just be like i know no, this person sanitary i know they this person that i'm kissing just expelled waste from their body kevin do you do you on. typically like lick the toilet seat after you're done i think it's at somebody's house i think it's only polite to clean it <laughs> all right we need to take a vote uh i I'm going to go with New Year's because, you know, there's there's celebration in the air. You're starting the new year off there's right. There's magic in and the air tonight. everybody's everybody's pretty tipsy. So if it's somebody that, you know, you don't actually want to be kissing, then whatever. No one will remember. But if it is somebody, you start You've you're starting it. you're starting the year off with a beautiful relationship. Cuz everyone knows that most significant relationships start by a random kiss on New Year's. Uh, Kevin. You know what? I'm going to go with kiss under the mistletoe because... Kisseltoe? Kisseltoe. Because uh, there is there is every chance that good King Wenceslas is going to be your wingman. And he is going to be the best wingman. Because he is going to go out on a Christmas morning and pick you up some babes. Jordan. Uh, I think I'm going to go with New Year's Eve, uh, because if I should be stuck in a situation where I am stuck kissing a quote-unquote undesirable, um, <laughs> at least immediately after that, uh, I can wash it down with some champagne, so. <laughs> and to be fair, uh, that is the, that is the least rude thing to do after you, you kiss a person. It's just gargle champagne. <laughs> First spit. No, I was, I, I would gargle it and then spit it in their face. <laughs> you may have that kiss back. Uh, that, that was the, the way that priests richly cleansed themselves in, in the old Testament. Is that, that's right. By spitting yeah. champagne at people. Yeah. Um, so 
<laughs> so thank you so much for your question, Matt. And next time you have to choose between a little Christmas kissing and some New Year's kissing, go ahead with that New Year. You're going to be glad you did. Only You only have to wait like 352 days or something like that. Yep. So don't start any relationships before then. Yeah. Hold, don't, it, hold don't, it all off. Don't jump the gun, man. Please. Please. Please, Check oh, yourself. don't you involve any guns in New Year kisses. That is a terrible, it's the worst thing you could do. Our uh, next question. Kevin, I have to. If, if I'm going to get Mrs. Wright, I got to get show her the gun show. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> That's true. Um, Our next question comes to us from CJ Zimmerman, who wants to know, Mary Poppins versus Professor McGonagall, who is better? go and i'm guessing who would you rather have be your caretaker your magical nanny slash teacher oh i thought you you meant like i'm a i'm an old incontinent man and i yes. need somebody you can have mcgonagall or you can have poppins all right well poppins is gonna have that that sweet sweet maternal instinct um the only problem with mary poppins is she offers no help to diabetics because a spoonful of sugar is not going to help the medicine go down when you're in diabetic shock. That's a good point. Uh, another advantage for Mary Poppins is if you have a talented friend who can make beautiful sidewalk chalk paintings, you can literally go anywhere. <laughs> That's true. Advantage slash disadvantage Mary Poppins. You're going to be singing and dancing all the time. Which... On one end, it's terrible. Is, is, is can be fun. On the other end, you're going to be exhausted. Like your your vocal cords are just going to be ragged, and you're 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 going to have you know premature arthritis from all the dance moves that you're doing. Well, plus all your friends are going to be chimney sweeps. Like you're going to have the least desirable company ever. Like oh, I guess all my friends are a bunch of dropouts from society, and a guy that's sitting on the ceiling. Um, advantage Professor McGonagall, she's pretty B.A. Like, she can, you know, she can, like, take down a dark wizard or two. She's got some magical prowess. But, at the same time, though, like, she, she does that cat thing where she transforms into a cat. Like, you're, you're gonna have to constantly be on your guard. Yeah. Plus, she can teleport. Mary Poppins, at least you can be like, oh, shoot, you know, it's... I was smoking a cigarette, and here comes my nanny. She's she's flying on an umbrella. Whereas McGonagall is just she was there the whole time. She was the cat in the alley, or she just teleports to you. Teleport. <laughs> uh, advantage, McGonagall. If you should ever find yourself at a party, and you have run out of red solo cups, she can transmutate your pet gerbil into a red solo cup for you. <laughs> but then that's that's a different kind of terrifying. <laughs> um, oh gosh. Well, I I take back. I mean, Mary Poppins keeps the worst company, which is children and chimney sweeps and Dick Van Dyke um, and animated penguins and animated penguins. But at least she doesn't hang out with a bunch of old people. Like Professor McGonagall hangs out with like the oldest people, like Dumbledore and. Basically, every teacher is just a uh, just a geriatric nightmare at that school. Yeah, there's that one Flitwick. He's he's an Ugnaught. <laughs> and they're just going to be like, hey, 
do you wanna do you wanna come hang out? We're gonna we're gonna play some canasta and drink some prune juice. Like, oh, no thanks. I I have something to do. I have to. I'll think of it eventually. Um, advantage McGonagall. You can break rules, and as long as you're good at sports, she she won't care. <laughs> If you think she is basically like that football coach in high school who was like, yeah, no, it's fine if Tommy's giving people wedgies because, you know, he's like he's skipping class because he's, you know, he's got to start on Friday. So basically you're saying the exact same way with Quidditch. She's like, oh, no, it's fine that you're like breaking rules and beating people up and whatever. Just yeah, let's let's put those skills to good use. So you're I saying house cup. if Michael Vick had been at Hogwarts, he would have been fine. Yes. I, I would be surprised if there are any students at Hogwarts that are not uh, doing My, dog Michael playing. Vick. <laughs> they are not Michael if, Vick. Can we, My, fun fact, Michael Vick played every part. In yeah, can we get... <laughs> he is quite we, the ventriloquist, and it was all green screen. Can we get a one-man show recapping all of Harry Potter starring Michael Vick? Yeah. Because that, that would be... I, I think that's really what, what are going to turn our children... They're gonna. That's what's gonna scare them straight. It's just seeing Michael Vick play Harry Potter. <laughs> yes. So scare that's them a, away from entertainment forever. That's a plus for Professor McGonagall. She's helping kids out with Michael Vick. Do you think uh, she's like overseeing some house elf like cockfighting rings though? Oh, I I can only imagine. Great. <laughs> oh man, that would be pretty ballin'. Uh, cockfighting with McGonagall. You actually just get them to break rules, and you see which one beats itself to a pulp first. You actually, you actually like they start the fight, and then she just transmutates her whatever her chicken into a gun and shoots the other <laughs> chicken. Is it possible that Mary Poppins is just a young Professor McGonagall? I think that's a very real possibility. Cause uh, is, and then she just lost as, with age. She could no longer sing like she used to or right. dance. Are you are you implying that McGonagall was the one who taught Hagrid his umbrella magic? <laughs> yes, Absolutely. definitely. Because umbrella magic is like uh, it's, it's like it's an entire school of magic. Right. It's, it's an like, ancient arcane art. It, it well, basically goes necromancy, umbrella magic. <laughs> Yeah, that's what Tom Bombadil was really good at, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because uh, I, I, I'm just thinking there's only so many magical people in the world, right? I think there's like yeah. four. Four. There's yeah. there's Professor McGonagall slash uh, Mary Poppins. And there's Radagast the Brown. Yeah, Radagast, Radagast the, Brown. the Brown. Alan Rickman. Everybody's favorite. Wizard. Alan Rickman. And then there's and... Penn, but not Teller. Right. <laughs> uh, Alan with... Rickman slash Hans Gruber. Right, slash Han Solo. Um, Alright, we need to take a vote on this. Uh, Kevin, which are you going with? You know what? As, as annoying as all the singing and dancing is, what's even more annoying is the fact that McGonagall cares a lot about the house cup and everybody cares a lot about the house cup in the first book and then nobody talks about it again later so it's that kind of inconsistency that I can't put up with Jordan 
Uh, I'm going to vote for Professor Hardcastle McCormick. <laughs> uh, as everyone knows, that is McGonagall's preferred uh, name. Because, uh, uh, I, I don't know, I like cats. She must <laughs> like cats as well, or else she wouldn't transform into them. Yeah, but you're going to have to change that litter box a whole truckload. Yeah, but I'll have the turlet all to myself. <laughs> and I'm going to go I could always with Mary the Poppins up. because she she understands the theater and she's not going to creepily slink around my house as a cat or try and make me watch a um, a soap opera uh, that takes place in a, an abbey downtown. Quick New Year's so, resolution. Only refer to the restroom or toilet as turlet. <laughs> so thank you so much for your question, CJ. And the next time you have to decide between McGonagall or Mary Poppins, go ahead and go with Mary Poppins. She's going to be the best nanny slash friend slash surrogate mother that you have ever had. Do you think her rap name would be Poppin' Fresh? <laughs> I think that it would have to be. Uh, our next question comes to us from uh, all three of our female listeners. <laughs> so why don't we go ahead and listen to what they have to say? Hello and welcome to Lady Listeners vs. Podcast, where once a week we argue that old chestnut, which is better, men from Mars versus women from Venus. I'm Elise, your host, and the Barney Stinson of this podcast. I'm Ariana, your co-host, and I am the Hugh Hefner of this podcast. And I'm Holly, your panda host, and I'm the Britney Spears of this podcast. Now, Holly, I gotta ask... The theme this week was womanizers, and how is a Britney Spears a womanizer? Because, I mean, she is a woman, and I'm pretty sure she's not a lesbian. Um, have you guys heard the song, you know, womanizer, womanizer, I'm a womanizer, woo-boo-doo. No. no. Oh, okay. uh, I picked Hugh Hefner because I have a lot of friends, and even though I'm not a theta, my friends at least multiply like buddies. Eh? Uh, you are the worst. The worst. All right. Well, as three of your five lady listeners, there is a lot we need to tell you. Like how we really feel about snot-covered $50 bills. Or all of the times you've alienated us, and yet we still listen to you. Or how we're not fat. And most importantly, how although we are not adorably Russian, and our names aren't as awesome as G-Unit Lautner, we are... All very attractive, all single, and we, as females, can love you in ways that Tolia and G-Unit never can. But that would take too long. So for this week, we need your help answering a pretty serious question. Who is the worst actor, Hayden Christensen or Kristen Stewart? Go. Very nice. <laughs> Who, wait, who, Although who I've got to say they kind they kind of got the uh, the intro a bit off. Yeah, I'm not sure. Exactly I think they wanted the to make their was. own intro. It was actually quite good. We should probably use their intro instead of ours. I think it was. Yeah, the... we should probably just chop and screw and remix all of our 
our actually previous episodes, like all all fifty four before this. <laughs> I think they were doing the theme for my dream of genie. Um, really? No. Who? So wait, who was all of that? That was Elise Hertzing. Who's the second one? Ariana Stellador Breakfast Treat. Oh, <laughs> Stellador Breakfast Treat. And uh, oh, and and Holly uh, Holly Sandsbury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ho- Holly yeah, Panderson. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Man, Ariana, yeah. you should probably you should probably get your voice checked out. You sound you sound a little under the weather. Uh, you, you might want to look into that. Oh, I love that. All of our audio questions have featured a, an impression of Jordan. Hey, I got I I got I I, I don't know if our our more audiophile listeners have that noticed, one did but... have a pretty good impression of me though. Uh, constantly qualifying the intros. <laughs> That's true. I don't know if our audiophile listeners have noticed, but I have purchased a fine, uh, fine blue microphone similar to the ones that Kevin and Tyler have. So his hopefully voice is the like monotone, honey, honey is, dripping off of, is less Kanan. monotone. That's more. It's like a like a neutral milk hotel type situation. Yeah, I mean. All right, so we should probably we should probably get to the question. Uh, I've uh, actually forgotten what it was. So. Hayden, Hayden Christensen versus Hans Kristen Christian Stewart. Anderson uh, versus Kristen Franz Josef Hayden versus Kristen Stewart. Who's ha- Hayden Christian Stewartson? <laughs> um, wow. Um, I well. I would I would argue that Kristen Stewart is the worst actor of the two. Um, but the better bug catcher of the two, because <laughs> she just walks around with that that maw, you know, flapping open, and she's gonna she's gonna catch you some moths, some nice moths. She's gonna catch you some bees. They might make a little honeycomb in there, because uh, she's not gonna disturb them <laughs> during, during their construction. I think I think this is unfair because most, if not all, of Hayden Christensen's roles have featured him as. Uh, a man and he's actually a prepubescent girl and uh, a whiny prepubescent girl so i feel like he just haven't hasn't been given the correct roles to really showcase who he is Mm, yeah that is a very good point he also like he's pretty he's pretty scary looking if you ask me like just he's got some kind of thing going on with his like those those kind of lifeless druggy eyes that is just really unsettling. But let's let's be fair. He can go from zero to hating sand in like twelve seconds, which I think is really impressive. And I don't think Kristen yeah. Stewart could do that. I don't think she could get you to really connect with how she feels about sand uh, in a more real way than Hayden Christensen does. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. This was this argument which is a worse actor or which yes. one looks more like a rabbit because that one goes to Kristen Stewart she's got she got big old rabbit teeth oh that's a good point I guess Kristen Stewart hasn't really played any roles where she is explicitly a rabbit so I think she's gotten dealt a bad hand well too. yeah she hasn't been able to do anything in her elements well I think uh, she as could... soon as as soon as the live action anthropomorphic watership down uh, movie comes out she'll be set I think she could bang it out as the March Hare pretty well. Um, advantage Hayden, he has emotions. Uh, mm. They may be far too extreme <laughs> than is called for. They're completely they're wrong. 
They're completely uncalled for and inappropriate in the scene, but they are. Well, it's actually his acting technique. He has a hat full of just um, pieces of paper that have different emotions written on them. (laughs) And he just kind of shakes it around before each scene and draws one and then goes with it. That's why he's horrible to to work with. Directors hate it because they're like, well, I'm just going to have to wait for the cut where he gets the one that I'm kind of looking for. (laughs) Uh, Advantage, Aiden. He was dealt the... Uh, I don't know how you, as an actor, uh, I don't know. He was dealt the script that called for him to go kill a whole bunch of babies. And he, he did not back down from that challenge, which is pretty, I don't know. That takes guts, I think. Yeah. You know what? He was actually really convincing as a baby killer. (laughs) I, I mean, that was impressive. But Kristen Stewart, I don't know if she's convincing as anything. She wasn't a convincing mother, that's for sure. <laughs> but then again, how you how you could love that that Satan spawn that is that is her child is is beyond me. Although, at, unless you're a wolf, in which case you can't help but fall in love with it right away. <laughs> um, which would you say you've gotten more enjoyment out of, though? Hayden's performance in the two Star Wars movies he was in or Kristen Stewart's performance in the Twilight Saga? Uh, Kristen Stewart, by a long shot, because I enjoy all the uh, the the moments where it's just the camera is pointing at her and she's not speaking and no one else is speaking. <laughs> line. 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 <laughs> And I enjoy the mumbling, the trailing off mid-sentence. Uh, it's all the good. The thrilling scenes um, featuring her searching for things on Google. I love uh, those. The thrilling scenes where she and Robert Pattinson are playing around with a microscope, like looking at bacteria. Well, she did get to play opposite Don Cheadle in, in some of the scenes in the first Twilight movie. So uh, that, that was wasn't impressive. Don, that wasn't Don Cheadle. Uh, it wasn't? I was pretty sure that was him. Kevin, that's that's not that's not him. That's uh, <laughs> That's not I I thought That's not that's not Don Cheadle. I thought that Twilight was supposed to be kind of his his coming of age film after Hotel Rwanda. It's like <laughs> this is this is his coming out party. Um Exactly. Boy. Uh let's take a look. What else have they been in that's been notable? Well, did anybody see Jumper? Like anyone in the entire nation? No, I I didn't see it. This no, is, but that's, I think he that's took a sports movie, right? It's he, Olympics. Like he's a he's a high jumper, or yeah, a long jumper. It's it's he he definitely took that role just so he could say on his resume that I've been in that Star Wars is not the worst production I have ever been in. <laughs> he's in pre production and in production for a few things, but nothing nothing big. Well, here's the uh, here's the thing. You put Hayden Christensen on a on a live you know theater stage, and he's you know he's gonna have some presence. He's gonna be yelling about you know how Obi Wan's holding him back and and uh, how he murdered a bunch of people for his mom and stuff. People are really gonna be able to you know you put Kristen Stewart on a stage and no one's gonna see the subtle tension of her qua- you know quivering lip as she tries to remember her lines well she was in snow white and the huntsman she was also in on the road which i have not read but 
I've met plenty of obnoxious people who have. Yeah, it is the beatnik opus. <laughs> wait, wait, uh, you mean the Jack Kerouac on the road? Yeah. Yeah. She was in the movie version. What? What who was she? Was she Jack she's Kerouac? Mary Lou. Yeah, she's Jack Kerouac. Well, okay, consider this. What if they switched roles? Oh. Who, who would be more convincing as the other? Yeah. Um I could see Hayden Christensen having a very believable romance with uh <laughs> with what's his name? With Robert. that with Robert, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson yeah, Robert. just calling him Spider Monkey all the time and <laughs> just like I just just the unadulterated glee on his face as he rides around piggyback on Robert. And I could see, you know, that's that's a love triangle that would be pretty interesting. Him and Pattinson and Lautner. And yeah, I'd 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 buy tickets to that. I'd well, buy doubles. And I bet you Hayden Christensen could pull off a convincing birthing scene for the later Twilight movies. Oh, so you're thinking that he's he's gonna be like? Are you saying that he would be Bella just like in drag? Or just himself in the movie. I, I think just himself. His name would be Bella, but it would just be him. Yeah, and he just yeah, Bella, Bella Lugosi. Right. Um, I don't know. Bella the ball. I don't know if if Chris and Stewart could pull off a uh, an Anakin Skywalker. You know, I, I just don't. I don't see her, especially in a new. She Hulk. does have about the same level of. Um, emotiveness as the original anakin in episode one jake lloyd yeah so it's like it's a pretty good transition from him to her can we discuss the fact though that hayden christensen since uh episode three other than jumper has been in like really nothing yeah like it kind of killed his career in in 2010 he was in a movie called quantum quest a cassini space odyssey (laughs) What does that even mean? What's a Cassini? <laughs> All those words don't make sense together. I think it's referring to the moon that orbits Saturn, but I have no idea. Which, oh, so... <laughs> holy cow. It, it featured other voice talents such as Christian Slater, John Travolta, Samuel L. Jackson, <laughs> Wait a Sarah second. Michelle Gellar, like an animated movie? Michael York, and James Earl Jones. Yes. Are you thinking... What? Of... Is this another name for Titan AE? No. Not at all. Hey, I like that movie. This oh. poster looks interesting. I don't know. We're probably going to have to watch that. He played Jammer. So I'm guessing he was either the radio guy or the guy who had like a, an indie band in their basement or the guy who was like a big Jellies and Jams enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> Which I could see him as any of those things more than... than Anakin Skywalker. Point for Kristen Stewart, though. I think she could slip into any of Kira Knightley's roles pretty easily. Because all she has they to are go... similar body types. Yeah, well, and also all she would have to do is go from mouth open to underbite. So, <laughs> that's pretty easy. Yeah, for a second, can we jump back to Quantum Quest? Yeah, go for if it. You go, if you go on the Wikipedia and read the Wikipedia and scroll down to Reception... Someone just put reception not good. <laughs> uh, hey, they're just oh, man. they didn't waste your time with a whole lot of numbers or figures. They just said, "Look, just trust me. It wasn't that great." 
so, all right, we need to t- we need to take this vote. Um, Jordan, what are you going uh, with? I'm going to vote for Hayden because I'm confident his work in Quantum Quest, a Cassini Space Odyssey, uh, will rejuvenate his career and bring him back into the hearts of America. So you're going to resist the urge to be Hayden on him? <laughs> yeah, I'm not a play a Hayden <laughs> Hayden player. I, I don't know. Hayden, your heart. Um, Kevin. Um, Kevin, Hayden, what is your choice? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. You know what? I think I'm going to go Kristen Stewart because I would really like to see her in Star Wars 7. You know, put out by Disney as a Jedi, and just you know, trying to come to terms with that. I mean, I, I, I just, I don't feel like a Jedi. I just don't, don't feel like. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, like, what's so wrong with the dark side? I just, you know, no, none of the other. My boyfriend, Jedi my boyfriend is me. a Sith. Why can't I be a Sith as well? Oh man! Oh wow! If that was the plot of the new Star Wars. <laughs> I would thank you, Disney. Take all of my money. Yes, I am going with Kristen Stewart because of that scenario and because Twilight has given me most of my entertainment in uh, in the last couple of years. With uh, the Hunger so Games good. being a close close second. Ooh, oh, yeah. I'd like to see Hayden Christensen as the girl in Hunger Games. I'd like to see Hayden Christensen as PETA and Kristen Stewart as girl Peta. That's her name. <laughs> Katniss. And how about how about Hayden Christensen as Finnick? Maybe that'll happen. Ooh, can we can we ooh. can we start that campaign? Okay, hold on. I'm not gonna change my vote, but it almost made me change my vote just to see the prospect of Hayden Christensen as FDR instead of Bill Murray in Hyde Park Drive. <laughs> I all right. I hate World War Two. It's rough and it's coarse and it's getting everywhere. <laughs> Not like you, royal family. So thank you so much for your question, ladies. And the next time you have to choose between Kristen Stewart or Hayden Christensen, go ahead with Kristen because she actually has a career in front of her. And thank you so much for your audio question. And thank you all. For listening to us again in 2013. You haven't given up on us yet. Thank you so much. If you would like to send us an audio question, it's super easy. Just record an MP3 on your phone or lappy toppy or whatever and send it to ninjas versus podcast versus VS no period at gmail.com. Um, you can send any kind of other questions there or even just, you know, letters. It's, it's, you know, I'll check that email. I'll take your correspondence. Uh, you can also find us on facebook.com slash ninjas versus podcast. We post uh, updates on when episodes are coming out and uh, videos and we have discussions on there. It's a great old time. Or you can tweet with the MVP hashtag or at ninjas versus podcast like uh, Joanna did. And we actually had some good old tweetos over over the holidays. Jordan, do we have a tweet of the week? Uh, yeah, our official listener tweet of the week. Is uh, from old Trigger Trigger Matt Beatty, uh, who says Ninjas vs. Podcast on the road trip with at sign Hollybeth726, so I believe is Holly. 
Nice. Two uh, birds with one stone. Our our unofficial tweet of the week is from Adam Thompson, who says, Happy B-Day, Big Matt, tomorrow, in parentheses. Hashtag MVP. Hashtag puking on Dale's couch. <laughs> oh, I, I forgot to tell you, Big Matt is my club name. Oh, right, right. And Dale is what I call my apartment. There was there was one that I saw earlier today that I really that I assumed wasn't about us, but I was hoping was about us. Oh yeah, from Jessica Bowen. Uh, plans with the boo tonight. Time to get schwasty with some friends. <laughs> hashtag MVP. Hashtag can't wait. So I can only I only, I can only assume that that's a listening party. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> hey, we we get schwasty all the time here on MVP. <laughs> Just uh, so we can, can also, say that we're schwasty. Uh You can also stream episodes at ninjasversuspodcast.erictribio. That's E-R-I-C-T-O-R-I-B-I-O dot com. And we put up little, uh, little things for images for the episodes and all kinds of stuff. And we also get some great spam from uh people who follow our wordpress and if it'll load i'll say one of those things hold on i'm gonna edit this in boop a doop boop boop a doop um why why would you edit these this out right now this is gold uh so our our spam comment of the week comes to us from virus removal delray beach who commented on episode 22, everything is very open with a clear explanation of the challenges. It was really informative. Your site is very useful. Thanks for sharing. Which I believe is what we're striving to do. Um, just, you know, spell out all the challenges on either end. And, you know, just be as useful as possible. Yeah. We're, in 2013, I think we're we're definitely an Overcoming Challenges podcast. Yeah. That's 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 our new our new slogan. Oh yeah. Actually. Do you want to overcome some challenges? Listen to us. We'll yeah, we're getting we are getting stuff. it done in 2013. Yeah. Yeah. Um thank you so much to Animal Tropical for our intro 20 miles and to Sparrows and Crows for our outro Ultraviolet Bliss. Um thank you to everybody who has been reviewing us on iTunes. Uh, we we asked for some reviews as a Christmas present to the show, and folks have been coming out in force. We are we have forty nine ratings right now Ooh. on iTunes, five star ratings. So we are almost over that fifty edge. So please go on to iTunes, give us give us a review, give us a rating. We super appreciate that. And even if you don't listen to the show on iTunes, uh, it really helps in getting other people to listen to our show. Uh, while I was on there, I did see some, uh, we have some new reviews. One is from Big Adam, who says, you don't have to choose between clean comedy and good comedy. <laughs> These guys have a great way of turning simple, often silly questions into in-depth tongue-in-cheek discussions. The best part of the podcast is the way the three hosts clearly have a blast joking with each other. They have fun together, invite the listener, join in on the absurd punny mayhem themselves. Oh yeah, and it's appropriate for pretty much anyone so you don't have to feel dirty inside when you listen to it uh i don't know if i agree with you there are some points where i have felt dirty inside after arguing some of these questions pretty much every episode i just feel a layer of filth that that i have to shower off 
I feel squeaky clean all the time. <laughs> and my favorite review uh, <laughs> out of all of the reviews we got, it was actually posted on December 9th. I put this on the wall, but it's from Robert Gill. Thank you so much, Robert. Uh, the title of the review is pretty good. <laughs> the content of the review is this podcast is good. <laughs> also, and it is a five star rating. Yeah. Thank you so much, Robert. You are my new favorite fan. Robert, I, I, I'm glad for the review, but you sent so many mixed messages. You said pretty good in the title, good in the content, and then a five star review, which one would assume is excellent. I feel I feel pulled in so many directions. All of them, I, all of them, not bad. At worst, it's pretty good, and at best, it's excellent. Um, I, I love this guy. I've gone through some of his, um, some of his other reviews, and here are some other titles. Uh, I haven't played it yet. Five stars. Uh, <laughs> Joey Diaz. Five stars. It's K. Five stars. Yes. Five stars with the content you guys are doing everything right. Um, this this man is a genius. He if, has his finger on the pulse of podcasting. If this is just a bot, like technology need go no further. This is the. It's apex. definitely not a bot because he gave one one thing like a one star rating and said oh. that it sucked. Well, it was like some kind of iOS game. That's sad. Which you know he's fair. He's tough but fair. That's right. He's like um, Solomon the Great. And and like Solomon Grundy, I'll yeah. roll it into one. And thank you so much to um to Cole Ross and the other hosts on the Level. It's the new video game podcast on the Duckfeed.tv network. Uh, they gave a great shout out to the show on their sixth episode. And um, actually, Cole did a pretty spot on impersonation of my voice, which was <laughs> which was really fun. Uh, they're a good new video game podcast, so go check them out. It's really it's a bit long. Um, so it's great for drives, and they also have a great structure to it, so it's easy to kind of jump in, and it's very organized. And I think that just about covers it. So, our final question of the show, keeping with our ninjas versus theme, ninjas versus narwhals, go. Um, narwhals, because they're the ninjas of the sea. No one ever sees them coming. Until they're stabbed. Uh, ninjas, because when they're not off assassinating people, it's a well-known fact that ninjas are whalers in, in their downtime. <laughs> they have a whale of a time. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna go ahead and go with the ninjas as well, because Japan just really hates whales. And uh, all those schooners they have, they actually just attach ninjas to ropes and throw them in the water. <laughs> and then they just come up with hunks of blubber. So thank you so much for joining us. As ever, I'm Tyler. I'm Jordan. And I'm Kevin. And until next time. 2013. 2013 slogans. Um, Don't screw up this time. <laughs> That's my New Year's motto slash resolution. 2013, the year to do Don't everything right. Come on already. 2013, get eight hours of sleep every Where night. 2013, it couldn't be worse than 2012, right? We're gonna bounce and shake our bodies. 2013. Uh, 2013, badgers are pretty cool. Done. Check them out. 2013, the sequel to the John Cusack film, 2012. <laughs>
2013, now with 18% more car chases. Let the grass scratch up our legs. And we'll soak in the ultraviolet bliss. Yeah, as long as I think that would work as long as the World Cup was played on the in the location that the Crossfire commercial was filmed in, and that's <laughs> Crossfire. Uh, yeah, hell. Yeah, yeah hell. Yeah, <laughs> specifically the Crossfire Circle of Hell. <laughs>